welcome to Two Peas in a Pod. We're currently living in a time where there's seemingly a lot of negativity on the news and social media. So we're here to show you that's not the case. We'll find great things happening around the world and celebrate positive news rather than make it a token piece at the end of a news bulletin. We'll be talking to each other as well as guests and we'll see how they're celebrating positivity. This won't be preachy, it won't be political. Our plan is to be positive and hopefully have a good laugh along the way. His name's Ben. And his name's Kez. And welcome to episode 47 of Two Peas in a Pod. That was I, Two Peas in a Pod. How's it going, man? <laughs> I'm good, how are you? I thought you, I didn't know when I was going to stop. Two Peas in a Pod. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought, I was like, if I kept going, you can just edit out in post when it sounds good. You know, just. I know, I'm gonna leave, I'll leave it all in perfect. there, mate. Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> oh, natural. Oh, oh well, that's. That's how I wake up in the mornings. Um, how, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. All good. Yeah, it's been a it's been a lovely week. Um, yeah, I've just been getting into getting back into yoga this week, which has been really nice. Ah, downward dog to you too. Yeah, da- <laughs> That's how people greet each other. Downward dog. Downward dog. Uh, <laughs> a downward dog to you, and a downward dog to you too. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's been really lovely, mate. It's been really nice. It's um, yeah, oh, awesome. I've just had physio on the back and stuff, and that's just been really loosening up and stuff. And um, you know, we go back to what was it now? Episode thirty, I think it was, when we did the uh, the benefits of an early rise. Um, yes, we. Oh, God, was that episode thirty? Episode thirty. Was that seventeen weeks ago? More than that, probably. Yeah, yeah, because we had a bit of a gap, and it was a it was a time ago. <sighs> and um, yeah, so I've just been really enjoying that, mate. Just uh, you know, getting up really early, and you know, doing what I would call my nons, my non-negotiables. You know. So that's like getting up, meditating, um, doing some Wim Hof breathing, a bit of yoga, and then, uh, yeah, going for a cold shower and, um, yeah, just doing that all before breakfast. You know, it's been really, it's been really nice, actually, been really, really cool. Oh, nice. Sounds good. It sounds very wholesome. Yeah, it really is, man. Yeah, it's been really good. And, um, yeah, yeah, yes, it's been cool. It's been good. Oh, um, nice one. What's new with you this week? Ah, oh, what isn't new with me, <laughs> What isn't new with me? I've basically... So my stress levels are at peak because we have just obtained a new puppy from hey. um, from the from the puppy man. <laughs> it has been uh, so we've had her since what day is it now? So it's Monday the fifteenth of March as we record this. We yep. picked her up on Thursday evening. Yeah, and I have had in total since then about eight hours sleep. Wow. I mean, I haven't. I am massively exaggerating, but but yeah, it's broken sleep. Looking after a small, very uh, needy newborn in a four yeah. format. Yeah, well, she's eight weeks old, so I mean, which okay. is, I mean, it's That's still young. So, as dogs are concerned, probably like if you compare it to a human, like a one-year-old, well, okay. like a walk, a walking one-year-old. <laughs> Recipe for disaster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and there's been plenty of. Um, so she's currently like, at the moment. She is currently butter wouldn't melt. Completely conked out in nice. her bed, nice because she's just been running rings around me since five o'clock this morning. <laughs> I often say, so I've had puppies before, and it's always the same. Like this isn't any different to any puppies I've had before. Like I think this yeah. is part of the course. And I remember used to, yeah, I used to say like, oh, puppies are like, it must be like having a child. And there is, there is a lot of similarities to having a puppy to having a child. But yeah. I, I do think when we say that. Eventually, when the time comes to having a child, I will be saying, 
oh my god, I wish I had a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, I you know, obviously I wouldn't swap. But you know, no, like, of you always forget how much effort and dedication you need. Yeah. Um, luckily, I have booked. Or I've got this week off work. So you're getting the training in then? Yeah, getting the training in. Nice. As as much as we can. So it's just discipline, basically. We're just teaching her not to wee and poo inside. Nice. <laughs> please. Step one. Please. <laughs> That's a whole other world that I just I couldn't even begin to understand, having never had a dog. So that's um, kudos to you, man. Kudos and good luck. Thanks. Cheers. So yeah, so I think I think we should start talking about who we've got this week. We've got an amazing guest, Sarah Howes, aka Bride, the singer songwriter this week. We are indeed. Um, it's a great chat, and I love the fact that we have continued our theme of having Welsh guests on the podcast. Yeah, it has been a bit of a theme. Out of two episodes, we have had five Welsh guests, and long may it continue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been really, really cool. So it's just an amazing chat. So Sarah and I have sort of like, I say work together, we kind of have where she supported Tom Williams, who go back to some previous episodes of ours. I've worked with Tom for a long time now, and she supported Tom on a few of the dates that we've done. Yeah, her music is amazing, and it's well worth checking out. We talk about her releasing an album during a pandemic, and how she's going about like touring and stuff, a really cool like one shot music video that she did and things and it's just a really cool chat and yeah one not to be missed she's got a new single which we'll talk about after this chat yeah and we'll kind of talk a bit more about that so i think without further ado bud should we get into it let's do it then let's do it So, it is our absolute pleasure to introduce our next guest, singer and songwriter Sarah Howells, or as she's better known, Bride. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. No, no, absolute pleasure. And uh, so, Kiz and I have both played in bands before, um, together and separately over the years, and we know how tough it is finding a band name sometimes. Where did the name Bride come from? Do you know what? I I kind of vaguely remember just making it up one day. <laughs> I would love it to have a deep meaning, but I think um, I've been in bands before and I knew this was more of a solo project and I just wanted something. I didn't want to use my name because I mean, I went, I had another Sarah Howells in my year at school. So okay. <laughs> it wasn't massively appealing. Like whatever anyone else said, it definitely wasn't an original name to me. And I think another Sarah that I know is married someone called Howells. And now right, it's right. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, um, and there's an Australian radio DJ called that too, who I've chatted to online before. He's played my music as well, which is nice. Oh, cool. Nice. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted a name that kind of I could say, hi, I'm Bride. So, you know, you can't really say, hi, I'm the Beatles because that sounds silly yeah (laughs) more than one person you know yeah 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 and and yeah it's kind of Welsh sounding Celtic sounding it's not Welsh but it sounds it (laughs) if you chuck a Y in something it always uh, sounds (laughs) nice I've always said that I've always said that (laughs) it would be bad if it was uh, actually spoken in Welsh but yeah nice that's cool and was there a point where you realised you wanted to be like a performing artist or a singer or a songwriter? And was there any particular influence that inspired you to do it? Yeah, I wanted to be a pop star when I was about nine. Um, you know, in those days, you want to be a pop star. You don't want to be a folk sure, yeah. guitar Well, I didn't in those days anyway. I hadn't even thought of playing the guitar. Mm. Um, and I was massively inspired by Kylie. So, yeah, cool. that was the start of it. Nice. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like playing piano, and I just started to make up my own tunes rather than play all the classical stuff. And 
I guess my major influences as I got to my teens, I was just desperately looking for female singers. And mm. in in those days, showing my age, but like there wasn't a whole, it wasn't that easy to find, to be honest. And they were mostly American women doing solo, solo mm-hmm. uh, female singers, because I think in our country, there, at a time there was, there was rumors that people at radio stations would say things like, you, oh, we've already got one woman on the playlist or right, right. can't play two women in a row. That's <laughs> like, so bad, play, isn't it? Play seven white male guitar playing bands. Guitar <laughs> bands. You can't play two women in a row. You can't play Celine Dion next to um, Alicia Keys because that would be like too many women. Um, <laughs> Mental, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just used yeah. to scour record shops for, for women. So I guess like, popular people you'll have heard of, like Alanis Morissette, obviously, was obsessed with Alanis Morissette. Yeah, nice. Um, I kind of like the cause, very uncool. And then I should probably have, yeah, I normally have some cool answers as well as these actual honest ones. (laughs) 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 Um, I really loved Bjork and Radiohead and Jeff Buckley. They are the kind of three acts that I was just obsessed with and that made kind of honed my sound in a way i know i, I sound nothing mm. like york at all but i just think there's something in the honesty of her lyrics and her sort of yeah and uh and i saw on your facebook a little while back which is you sort of doing something with them um, with finn think and stuff is that sort of like yeah, a bit of an influence for um, you as well i love his music mm. he, it's some of that album the one with blueberry pancakes on no totally yeah i've got the album in my head I can it's totally see it, my, and it is one of my absolute favorites of all time and yeah i, I just um I got in touch with him and we we sort of like met up and did had a jam try to write a song together we have something that we i might release in the future it didn't it didn't really work on this album it was just so mm. it's lovely but it was quite different to the other stuff i'd written so oh that's really cool nice yeah, because uh, when I was at the, um, there's a local festival that isn't here anymore um, called Lounge on the Farm, um, based in Canterbury. So me and uh, a friend of mine were sort of looking after the, the, I suppose, the acoustic stage, if you want to call it that. And yeah, and they turned up and they played. And I'd never heard of them before prior to that. I think it was the Perfect Darkness album, actually, that they were sort of touring. Yeah, just absolutely just blew me away. Like, just like, what is this? This is mental. And it went from just, you know, one guy with a guitar all day to that. And it was just... Yeah, next level. And just from that that point onwards, I'm like, yep, sold. <laughs> you guys are with I've never seen him live. I can't believe that. I haven't really, but um, I don't know why. It's, I think oh, it's, it's just a tour de force. Is it a band or is it just him? I mean, his name is Finn. So I guess Finn. Yeah. yeah, it kind of is a band, but I think it's also just him. But yeah. I mean, just little things like it's one of the most weird things ever where in part of their lineup, obviously got microphones for each of the things and uh, one of the things was yeah let's put a microphone on the drummer's knee and i was like cool and it was just for him to tap out something you know on a beat of a particular thing and exactly the same sort of way i was like this is the best sounding knee i've ever heard this is amazing <laughs> it was really really cool it was so good so for those who don't necessarily know you released an album last year the volume of things um, and how is that releasing an album during a pandemic compared to the first one which obviously wasn't released during a pandemic yes interesting it's, it's, um, I mean, it went pretty well, to be honest. I can't complain. I felt like, cool. you know, captive audience. Is that something you can say when everyone's literally <laughs> inside, stuck inside? <laughs> but um, I was, I was lucky in a way. It's obviously really nice to be able to go out and do promotion and make vi- videos more easily and tour it and meet people and play those songs. But at the same time, I wouldn't have, we could have pushed it back six months, but then it was, still would have been lockdown, you know, and actually to do it at the beginning, 
they had a little bit, there was something a bit more special about it just because it felt like people were, were okay. By May, which is when the album came out, it felt like people had, myself included, we sort of got used to the idea a little bit that we had to stay inside a bit longer. Yeah, yeah. You know, not do too much. So it was nice to be offering something into that space, if you know what I mean. Like, it's just nice to be able to contribute yeah. to people's boredom with something yeah. new. So <laughs> I felt quite lucky in a way. And the reaction was really great and people responded pretty well to it. So... Yeah, and because we haven't been able to play full band hardly at all, I mean, we've done a couple of things, but I feel like hopefully we won't be, I won't be bored of the songs when we go to tour them next year, you know. Very true, yeah. Because <laughs> I've played a bunch of them on live streams, but it's completely different when I'm with the band and it's just so much more exciting, especially this album. It was a real band sound, so it was pretty pretty annoying that I had to go and like, like recreate all these guitar songs just with me in my in this <laughs> sure, room yeah. in this flat with like, the thin walls and the neighbors all, all yeah. at the same time it's like <laughs> can't wait till we go out because they're pretty much in all the time <laughs> amazing how, how do you think it's going to feel once you finally get to step on the stage compared to having done the live streams like when you finally get to go back out on the stage that it's going to be a big moment right it is yeah god i mean i i don't know how i feel about the live streams when i think i you know i i kind of thought of doing a live stream before i'm not going to say before everyone else at all because that's obviously rubbish, but like <laughs> i thought of doing it myself rather than saw loads of other people d- did it i thought oh, i know what we can do we can just do youtube live because you know i've done mm. that sort of thing before and this is like literally perfect timing for something like that so i did one really early on in like late march last year yeah but the sound is just it's, it's fine as a novelty when you're like oh we're reaching out to people that are stuck at home but when you're when you're realizing that this is the way you're going to be performing from now on, it's like, it's just not the best really. And it's, mm. it's kind of lovely to see comments come up, but also really distracting. So brand new songs I've not played before. I'm trying to remember the words and like, see that, I don't know, Rachel in Manchester is saying hi. And I'm just like, ah, I can't really go do what am I doing? <laughs> um, probably, probably professional people get rid of the comments flowing up and down, but, um, <laughs> I because I really wanted to feel connected to people. So yeah, getting back on stage yeah, nice. is going to be an absolute dream. Honestly, if there's like 10 people in the audience, I'm going to be loving it. However. Many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Exactly. That it's that whole, you know, the, the back and forth of actually when you're finishing a song, there's actual, like the sound of an audience rather than, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah that must exactly. be, it's be cool. And just the perform, you know, you can't perform sitting on a sofa or even standing in the corner of a room. You can't just go for it because I, I was really genuinely can't make that much noise here either. And, you know, um, I, so I actually hired a, um, a service department for my last gig, my last live stream because right, okay. it was quite well paid. And um, and it was like a really nice excuse just to have a nice uh, a, a night in a different bit of room. I don't know how yeah, loud it is, but you know, I was, I was there, I live on my own and I went there on my own. I met someone in the morning there, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was very COVID safe and I just thought, what this yeah. is an opportunity and it means I can really let loose a little bit with the performance. Although even when I was That's... there, I was worried that people down the hallway were going to be hearing me too. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me a venue, a sticky floored venue with some people drinking pints, please. Just yeah. Me. Oh, 100% yeah. cannot wait Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're out on the road obviously it can be like a bit of a slog sometimes you know just going from yeah one venue to another and just like long gaps of just driving in between uh, one thing I always ask is to any performers out there is that how do you sort of stay positive when you're on the road oh do you know what 
I've been really lucky. Yeah, in 2018, I love my band, by the way. So we're three quite different people. It's just me and two two guys, Jay and John. They're quite different people. They're really different people. Um, but they know each other really well now. And they play in another band together that just happened to, they happened to both get booked for. And they get on really well. I get on really well with both of them. And we, we do love each other. <laughs> and then we yeah, just have yeah. a lovely time, you know. We A really long tour in 2018 got a bit tetchy towards the end because I think it was, oh, God, it was weeks. We had a few days off in between the UK leg and the European leg, but we were driving for like a day and a half sometimes before doing a show. Yeah, yeah. Broke down, you know, staying in tiny motels. John snores, Jay just stays awake all night and then in the morning he says right. in the morning John's like hey so I'm wide awake and Jay's just like oh shoot me now I haven't slept all night but somehow they still love each other so it was great nice so yeah do you know what I can't think of any amazing things we do we just have a good time we focus a lot on food and we prioritize eating nice things and that's really yeah, how nice. we get by Oh, that must be great, just touring around and while playing live music as well as experiencing different food from everywhere. Yeah, I mean, we don't do Michelin-style restaurants or anything, but we'll go to lo- local supermarkets <laughs> and buy really nice, like, you know, like a deli picnic thing. In fact, we sat on, like, oh, some yes. promenade on a beach on the way back from Madrid at the end of the last tour and, you know, just sat there with cheese and bread and and veg and stuff. It was very nice. Nothing <laughs> Oh my god, that sounds amazing! It, 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 like, <laughs> if you can do it, it can be like a little holiday as well. It's not, you know, it's cost cost a lot of money, yeah. so it should be like a holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. One thing you did towards the end of last year, before the second lockdown, you did a a, a one shot live style music video in the woods in Cannon Hill Common, performing your song uh, "Flies." How was that for you? It was awesome. How was it for you? Ah, uh, it was amazing. I um, a, a friend of mine just had no work on even though he you know he's normally incredibly busy as a sound tech for film and tv mainly for film he you know he's done some feature films and some with lots of hollywood actors and stuff and he just happened to be pretty bored because they weren't doing any films and you know it was in that time in lockdown where they hadn't started to do tv again and his best mate slash colleague is also a drone and camera operator does equally well doing lots of work. And they just came up with this idea. And I, I, you know, I'm ashamed to say, I was like, Oh, that sounds impossible and really difficult. And are you sure? And is it going to be any, you know, what? I was just like, cause I'm not used, I'm used to doing so much myself. And when someone just offers you on a plate, rock up in the woods and we'll film it and it'll be amazing. Yeah. I not believe my luck really, but genuinely we just turned up, me and the boys. And I mean, I, I did help with some of the planning, but Tom and Ibrahim who made, who made it really just got this huge crew together working for next to nothing um, and, and found a space and yeah, planned it all out. And it was, we just had to practice and play. It was really great. We played live in the woods. Nice. And so the recording you hear was recorded right there. Cool, nice. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really wicked. And uh, and have you done any kind of other sort of performances with the band sort of since around that time, or has it just been just yeah, just very much just the online? Solo yeah, stuff? we we literally got a rehearsal room to get ready for that because we hadn't played Flies together before that song. Right, so, right. And Hannah actually didn't even rehearse with us; she just practiced at home, um, the keyboard player and vocalist. 
we've done absolutely nothing. Jay lives two minute walk from me, so I've been seeing him for a lot of walks, but not a lot of playing, unfortunately. So yeah, I've just done everything else solo up until now. One other thing that you've been doing sort of in and around this time as well is you've uh, been involving yourself in like a coaching program as a friend's guinea pig um, called Positive Intelligence. What can you tell us about yes. that? Yes, oh my word, I'm like... Um, an absolute sort of convert to this. It's not a cult, I swear. <laughs> 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 if it was, I would be fully indoctrinated member of it by now. Um, no, it's just an amazing <laughs> program. It's kind of, I think ultimately it'll be slightly more aimed at C- CEOs and kind of business, you know, people that run and manage businesses and manage a lot of people. But it, it just applies to everybody. It's just about... Um, looking at yourself really I think everyone's doing a lot more of this since the pandemic has been the, the main for me the main plus of you know what was otherwise being pretty rubbish and obviously very sad lots of lives lost and everything but I think if you have to if there has to be a silver lining it's been that people are more reflective and they probably learn a lot about themselves and how and what what matters to them so positive intelligence what is it it's like yeah, it's just about looking at your in, your saboteurs. We all have, um, you know, different parts of us that tell us what tell us what to do. It's kind of like angel and devil on your shoulder. Where I think, in this case, both of those voices are wrong and should shut the hell up. <laughs> and it's about learning right. <laughs> what they're trying to tell you and and how to quiet in that and just listen to your like actual true inner self. It sounds incredibly woo woo, and it's not at all. And what I think I liked about it, and everyone. We had weekly meetings with the five people that uh, my friend Patrick was coaching and we all shared how we were doing that week and there's different sort of exercises to do each week to do as um, recognizing these saboteurs, working on quietening that voice and how it's just about being happier in yourself and, and managing other people, not managing, that sounds wrong. It's more like just getting on better with people, like managing your relationships with people and noticing when you're being very judgmental to yourself and others that the main takeaway from it for me is just being to be far less judgmental on myself and surprising how then much more accepting I can be of everyone else because I always thought I was okay with myself but actually it's very interesting we're all very we think all the guilt and the shame and the the um you know all that little voice going come on you're being really lazy we think that's really necessary and it's actually not at all. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. helpful. We think we wouldn't do anything if that voice wasn't telling us to get off our ass and do something. But that's not true. It's yeah. about being kind to yourself. So that's rant over. I could talk about it all day. We yeah. go into more detail. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's great. No, it's really interesting. It sounds like it's it's sort of got its roots in CBT in a way. It seems. Yeah, a little. Do you know what? I've read loads of self development stuff. I'm not ashamed to say. You know, over the years, I find it really really interesting. You know, if I ever, I'm just if ever I've been unhappy and I've looked around and thought, well, I've got an amazing life. So, you know, why am I unhappy? Um, obviously there's quite often some very specific reasons why people can be unhappy and or depressed, but often I think lots of us, if we look at what we have, we, you know, we know we can be grateful for it, but it's very hard to always stay um, buoyant and happy. So, you know, I've, I've looked into it a lot and um, this course really collected everything I'd learned is like got roots in mind. mind. Mindfulness is a huge part of it actually. And I think that mindfulness is literally yeah. going to be front and center of everything we learn, you know, honestly, just get on that. Cause it's going to be in about 50 years, everyone's going to be looking back going like, granddad, why weren't you doing mindfulness when you, when you, <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? It's going to look 
keep the human race alive with all the absolute cacophony of noise that's coming at us from all angles and keep you know yeah. your, your brain on track so yeah cbt buddhism mindfulness same thing really um and just general be nice just i don't know i don't know how to explain it very common sense <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's all based in science they tested five they you know did it on five thousand stanford graduates um wow, and it's yeah, just nice. like stripping all the hippie chat away from this stuff to persuade people that hate that stuff to to right, a little yeah. bit and yeah. it worked on me even and i i love a bit of hippie chat <laughs> I, prefer, I prefer very sensible circular chat <laughs> <laughs> um now one thing we always ask creatives we've had quite a few different musicians and uh, comedians on the show now I'm always really interested about the creative process and about you know how especially as a musician how you go about getting inspiration for writing a song and you know how you sort of go through that process of writing just a, a, a song really or a single song well first of all I have to spend about seven months thinking I should really be writing a song and not doing it right <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'll write something half decent and be like oh yeah I can write a song I should do that more often and, uh, and then I start writing songs. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I've just given up now. I just like, if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> my, my process when I actually do finally sit down with a guitar is to do that to start with. I have to have an instrument in my hand. Occasionally, if, you know, give me a piano and it would be that, but I don't have a piano right now. Um, so I sit down with my guitar. I will just play the guitar until I come up with something that I think sounds quite interesting and maybe slightly just sparks a tune in my head. Then I'll sing a bunch of mm -hmm. what people call yogurt lyrics or applesauce lyrics or whatever, just like nah, 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 nah. <laughs> lots of syllables and yeah. weird sounds. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll just, yeah, keep doing that until I think that I want to sort of, I've got a tune that I like. And so usually some of those weird subconscious made up, you know, nothing lyrics, there'll be some sort of syllables I want to grab hold of because I like the sound of it and it really fits. And I'll just replace all that with some real words gradually. It takes me a long time, but, or sometimes it takes me no time at all, but usually, usually it takes ages. But yeah, that's how I do it personally. Nice. Yeah, no, I like that. I, I, I think I said it before on this show, we had a poet on and I write poetry as well. And I always find if I, like, like you, like I will go through sort of weeks and weeks going, I really should write some poems. I really should, you know, just write something. And then, eventually something will sort of pop into my head like an idea and then basically and I said this last time as well if I don't get like the entire like uh, the entire first draft of it down on paper that it will just disappear it will stop existing after that like if, if I can't do it in one sitting like a version of it then it goes and I'll just and I'm cool with that you know I'm perfectly cool with that you know I, I, I don't think oh that was the one that's going to make me a million really? pounds do you know um, that you're not but, into editing or going back and at all is that so I'll, I'll get a version down, like I'll do, like I'll have a basic idea of where I want it to start and where I want it to finish. And then I'll just get stuff in the middle and then I will edit what I've written after that. But if I don't get that first version down in that first sitting, it will go. It was, it, like I, In my brain, I think it's, if it's not good enough for me to, you know, it's not a good enough idea for me to be able to finish it in that, in that sort of sitting, then it's not worth finishing. Oh, that's interesting. Do you ever think you're being too hard on yourself? Because I, I used to think if I thought of a melody and then I forgot it five minutes later, I was like, it's not good enough. 
But what I found was yeah. I just forget everything if I don't put it on my phone. And sometimes I'll go back and listen to my phone and be like, oh, actually, that's, you know, that's quite good. In three days later, or sometimes I go back and think, what, that's just absolutely nothing. I don't know why I even recorded it. But, but yeah, it's interesting because we tell what we tell ourselves. I don't know. What do you think? Do you, you're being hard on yourself? Or? I'm terrifically hard on myself. I'm terrifically, like, self-critical. Sometimes in a good way. Probably a lot of the time it's negative, but yeah, I was fine. I'm generally fine with think the idea is not worth it. I'm okay with just, you know, sort of putting it aside. I have gone back. So like you, I will get it on my, if I have an idea and I'm not in a position to be able to finish that idea, I will either speak into my phone or type it on my phone and finish it as soon as I can. As soon as I can get to my laptop or as soon as I can get the pen and paper, um, I will then finish it. But there's been a few times where I've come back to a voice note I've forgotten that I've written the voice note and I'll come back to it. Oh my God, what were you thinking? That was you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just like a poem about cows on a Sunday or something, you know, like it's just, sometimes it's, it's probably drivel, so. very said to use poems about cows on a Sunday. <laughs> 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 I've read enough of it, so no. Yeah, it's nice market, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> the gap in the market. Uh, no, I do exactly that. the same. I listen to some sort of like, tune that I hummed with some traffic in the background and just think what I can't even make it out like I listen back and I can't even make out what I was trying to do but right. once I used to work in a bar across the road from my house and I had an idea for a song while I was laying the table for lunch on the terrace where I used to work yeah. and this never happens but I had this tune for some reason in my head and I was like this is this is actually gonna be good or I thought I was just really convinced I had a good idea I don't know why it would be a lovely story if it ended up being number one or cut by, I don't know, Ed Sheeran. But <laughs> yeah. basically I told the people behind the bar that I thought I might have left my hair straighteners on so that I could go home and check because I only lived like a five minute walk away. And then I went home and I recorded my song really, really quickly on my garage band. <laughs> <laughs> and that became a single from my old band, Paper Aeroplanes. But, you know. Hey, bro. That's very cool. It made me some money. That's the end of the story. Like, like it was a decent song at the time, but... Yeah, nice. Be better yeah. if it was like yeah, your number cool. one in several countries. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, that's really cool. And then, and do you do that as well? Like, is there any kind of like songwriting stuff that you do for other like people as well? Or is it just predominantly when you're songwriting, it's purely for you? Yeah, I've written for lots of different people over the years, and I've written for, with other people for myself as well. Um, used to not do that so much, but I find I just find it. Dis- actually quite a good discipline to have someone else around some a couple of friends I'm writing with at the moment one friend in particular I'm like the other day I said to him I, maybe I should just pay him 20 quid to rock up and be like write a song write a song right okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of tend to get an idea like he'll give me a glimpse of an idea or I'll have a glimpse of an idea and then I'll just run with it and it's funny because I'm not not because I'm any better it's just when it's writing for me I know what I want and I know I'm allowed to just okay, run with yeah. it. I don't have to check who likes it or not because it's my going to be my song. So I'm, yeah, I just run with it. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, just <laughs> just get online and tell me to write a song, and then I can give you a little bit of a cut for being my boss. Nice. <laughs> but no, but we do share ideas as well. Don't get me wrong. I, I've written songs with that are very much you know fifty fifty yeah. collaborations. But um, well, that's cool. Yeah, um, I like to do that. Is there is there like a musical project, like some sort of musical project that you would like to do that's like, that would differ from what you've done so far? Is there something like you can, like you would, like your dream project that is not necessarily in line with what you're currently doing? I always wanted to play rhythm, rhythm guitar for Jimmy Eat World. Thought that'd be really fun. Oh my God. That's, 
cool. The best answer. Wouldn't have to try very hard and would have a really nice time. No, no offense to the rhythm class and Jimmy Fox. Like, <laughs> way less better than being the singer. I could probably do it a little bit drunk as well. Not that I like to drink that much, but what else? <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, it's more that I'd like to do slightly different sounds with my own thing. It's just finding the right, not even the right people, just finding different people to work with and sort of stumbling across a different sort of production direction, maybe. Um, I know I'd love to, you know, sing a vocal for Massive Attack or something, if they're even still going. But That'd be really cool. Yeah, something uh, like that. Yeah, nice. I kind of feel like I've done, stylistically, I'm doing what I want to do most of the time. So I'm really lucky. That's really cool. That yeah. and, uh, and so with that in mind, obviously, we've now got this roadmap in place, which is brilliant. And fingers crossed, it is going to go ahead in the right way and, you know, the right... Um, the right time frame and it isn't going to be like we're going to another lockdown like really really soon um but if all goes ahead and if all is well have you got any plans for later on this year or you know whether that's studio time or or whatever um you've you've moved your tour to march of next year but yeah so f- for this year is there anything in the in the pipeline nope <laughs> 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 i have literally no plans which is weird. It was great last year, but this year it's like, I should get some plans. Do you know what? No, I don't have any and I don't care. Everything always just rolls out along the way with me. And I need to write some songs before I can book any studio time. I've got about three in the mix, none of which have blown my mind. Gigs, hopefully some will come along. There was um, a festival last year, Under the Stars, that was postponed to this year, but I haven't heard if that's going ahead because it was probably like a June kind of yeah it's a bit early and maybe they haven't got enough time to arrange it um so do you know what not really so i'll just see what happens and start to work on it soon but i'm I'm okay with that you know it's just about the next album and i've been doing this for many years in different guises and i'm really feeling really chill about it right now cool yeah, that's definitely like a good place to headspace to be in, you know, that like, because I don't know about you, but what, certainly when all this started last year, I was like, oh my God, what do I do? This is such a massive change from the dorm. But to be in a place of just like, okay, this is how it is. And that's, that's really cool. It's such a, yeah, healthy headspace to be in, you know? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's been difficult and there's been lots of other things going on for me, but but yeah, it's, it, I'm lucky, you know, if I was on my first, if it was my first or second album of my career ever as a new artist, I think it would be really frustrating and, you know, just to have been getting somewhere, some momentum being held back then would be really unfair. So I don't envy those people. I feel for them, but I think that with the internet, you know, with the way that you can keep connecting with people, I think most young people have managed to really keep it going. Um, so yeah. And I took a photography and I, um, now do portrait shoots for people as well so oh cool nice of annoying people that got a new thing during lockdown (laughs) watched all of netflix so yeah completed netflix completed prime yeah yeah (laughs) 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 Um, i'm gonna spring the million dollar question on you i'm afraid uh if you could play one venue that you haven't played what what venue would it be like dream venue royal albert Mm. It would be the Royal Albert Hall. This isn't just so that I can name drop. I have played there as a the as a backing vocalist, like um, yeah, backing vocalist with a friend supporting Jules Holland, which was really nice. 
but I want to, I want to headline with my own project. Mm. So that, um, God, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's the answer. I don't think there's anywhere else as I'd like to play as much as that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's great. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. I've only been there the once, which is, uh, and that was to see, who was that to see? Um, go, go penguin. And that, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. And that was you know, next level. Do you know that for like about 15, 16 pounds, you can go right at the top for most gigs there and stand and look over the balcony. And it's not as, obviously a bit, you know, if it's a three hour show or two hour show, it's a bit, well, I don't know. We all, we stand at gigs anyway, don't we? But you feel really far away, but for, for quite cheap, you can go to any kind of big budget and um, fancy gig up the top. Usually anyway, you used to be able to. Hopefully you still will be able to once we're back out of this thing properly. That's really cool. Just go and see anything because it's like you get this whole amazing view of yeah, the incredible yeah. building. That's cool. And what's the sound like out there? Is it like, you know, is is it just sort of like you're right out of the way of like speakers and that sort of thing? I thought it was all right. But, oh God, I can't tell you what we went to see. It was years ago. I mean, I can. It was Catherine Jenkins singing Christmas songs. Cool. Nice. Rock nice. and roll. But she has <laughs> Yeah, it was a last minute thing, but yeah, it's a, I think I would go there again to, mm. to that space to watch anything. But yeah, I've been there a few times. And so, yeah, so I suppose the only thing left to do really, where can people find you online and where can people find your music as well? So it's in all the places, all the music is, but, and it's Bride, B-R-Y-D-E. And on socials, I'm at Bride Official. Follow me on TikTok. Oh, very good. You jumped on that. 19 followers on TikTok. I'm not really into TikTok. I think <laughs> I don't think it's for musicians. I think it's for people in their kitchens having a nice time. But <laughs> Well, um, yeah, Sarah, thanks so much for joining us. It's been just really, really incredible. Good luck with everything. Yeah, chilling out this year and then getting back to the uh, touring life and, and next year and, yeah, having a great time with it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Thanks. No worries. <laughs> Thank you. Hey guys, don't forget, you can get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at 2 Podcast and facebook.com forward slash 2ppod. You can also visit the website, which is www.2ppodcast.com and you can email us, hello at 2ppodcast.com. Get in touch with us, send in your questions, send in your comments. We'd love to hear from you. Right, back to the show. So, Ben. What an awesome chat with Bride that was. Um, so good. Now, actually, one thing I wanted to mention is that one thing we didn't talk about yeah. during that interview is um, her new single, which was released on the 12th of March. So, Ben, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah. She's got a new single out, which is a cover of uh, Tori Amos, and it's the song uh, Silent All These Years. It's just something that she was doing over the course of the last few months and things, and just uh, it's available on all your streaming platforms and things, you know, your Spotify's, your SoundCloud, your Apple Music's, all that sort of thing. Yeah, so and it's a really amazing single. You know, it's uh, it's a great, great track. But an interesting thing about that is that um, that song came out in, I think it was 1991, 92 or something like that. Um, yeah. It got re-released by Tori um, in 1997 um, with the charity uh, Rain, which, um, for a bit of context, is R-A-I-N-N, or the Rape, Abuse and Incest National Network. Uh, charity now obviously what a bizarre time that this could have come out at um in that everything that's been going on with sarah everard now the 
post that Sarah Bride put on her social media was, um, you know, what a week to be releasing this cover. In 1997, Tori Amos released Sun All These Years for Charity Rain. My version is a tribute to women, women who deserve to feel safe walking home, safe from abuse, safe on a train, safe at home. Um, and I think, you know, she was planning to do this for a little while and we were talking about it after the interview actually wasn't weren't we and um yeah we recorded this before all of this kicked off basically so yeah so you know in a bizarre way this sort of couldn't have come at a more appropriate time absolutely go and check out that single first and foremost and we couldn't talk this week without sort of referencing what's been going on in in the world this week i mean yeah first and foremost case you did an amazing post on instagram on your handle kez writes poems and yeah, no, it was just a really heartfelt, like really lovely post. And I think it seemed to resonate with quite a few people as well. So good work there, man. Yeah, thanks. Um, basically, what um, for a bit of context, initially, and I will admit, I, I actually discussed with you, Ben, before we recorded, that I didn't, I'm not sure that I was going to share this. But basically, mm. I will, because I think it's important. Initially, after... And, uh, it's a, an absolute a number of absolutely terrible things have happened involving um, women, and not just. I mean, this Sarah Everard as well. It's a disgusting crime that has been committed. Yeah, um, and also um, a, another crime in Wales where a young girl was murdered as well, and it, you know by a man. Uh, and it is terrible, absolutely terrible. Initially, I did feel an, a little victimized as a man because i felt the finger was being pointed at me uh sure and i i i would probably guess an educated guess that i wasn't the only one however the more i thought about it and the more i kind of tried you know i reasoned with, with yeah all the information that i was sort of reading and seeing on the news and on social media and all the accounts from women who had suffered at the hands of men i it was. It became absolutely clear to me that things do need to change, and the only thing that I can say that would really that would resonate with someone is um, so. Yesterday on Sunday, the fourteenth of March, MP Labour MP Jess Phillips was on Andrew Marshall, and what she said was, um, "No, it's not all men, but it is all women." And uh, if you haven't seen that interview, I implore you to go and watch it because it is so powerful. And it is so basically what um, Jess was saying is that it's not all men that commit these crimes, far from it. But it is all women are victims of these crimes. So there will be basically all women will have a story of how they were, how they suffered at the hands of a man to put, you know, if they were harassed, if they were abused if they were attacked, if they were sexually harassed, if they were, uh, or if they were ne- treated negatively because by a man because they were a woman. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so I do. Things do need to change. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the only, as a man, I find it really hard to. I find it really hard to speak about because I don't know enough. Sure. And so, what I think I would do as is what I will tell everyone else to do is yeah. just educate yourself. And the be- some of the times the best way to educate yourself is speak to the people who, th- who this is affected, well, who have this yeah. effects. So speak to the women in your life. Um, 
and ask them how you feel what the best way to change your behavior is because yeah 100%. what we don't realize is sometimes although we are or nearly all of us are acting innocently we may appear threatening to someone yeah. who feels vulnerable especially at night time yeah so yeah. there are little changes that we can make yeah surely that can help people feel more comfortable yeah um and i think the most important one of all is if you're out on a night out and you notice this behavior whether it's with your friends or you know or what then just call it out and i think that's in the short term yeah that might uh, that possibly will elicit a change like yeah. in that moment in that moment that will certainly elicit a change and i just think calling out your friend's behavior when you think they're being offensive about women or two women i think that's a really big step because yeah i think i think there is a sort of weird stigma of acceptance that this behavior is just accepted in yeah. our society yeah and for too long and for too long women have been told to dress less provocatively don't get drunk don't walk home on their own and that's just not acceptable no, women totally. shouldn't have women shouldn't have to change their behavior because men might attack them yeah, men have absolutely. to change their behavior and that is absolutely the point and i mean yeah you have uh as the wordsmith of us two <laughs> yeah put that absolutely yeah brilliantly i couldn't have put it better myself and yeah i was going to sort of follow that up maybe with something but i think you've covered absolutely everything that we need to mate and i think that's yeah huh. it's yeah i think it's absolutely spot on um oh, thanks sorry i hugged it there no I no no, it, no no that was yeah there was there's nothing more to add i think that's perfect mate yeah, we couldn't not speak about it. And yeah, I think, Kez, you put that brilliantly, mate. That's really cool. Excellent. I think I think what we should do now is let's move on to some good news. Let's do that. It's time for good news. Nice. Uh, so, Kez, mate, a bit of good news from you, buddy. Let's hear it. So, my good news is that my garden... Oh, hold on. Conservation conversation. Um, <laughs> my garden has become an absolute... Basically, my, my garden has now become a, a, the home to a massive family of toads. Okay. Um, it, we've got a small pond. Yeah. And I've, I've only noticed this since we've had um, the pup. Yeah. That um, we, I take her out for a wee at three o'clock in the morning and I can just hear this. And progressively gets louder it's like eventually they're roaring like lions <laughs> um but i'm sort of torn so when i walk outside it half sounds like you know like the scene like a river a somber river scene in a in a disney movie yeah so it was something in new, new orleans or something yeah i can see that yeah like a headspace sleep cast okay yeah or something out of deliverance right <laughs> <laughs> okay uh it's somewhere between the two yeah but it, it but it's really cool right? and they're just hopping about everywhere um and nice. luckily the, the pup's not bothered by them oh that's cool so uh yeah it's really handy because they just there are they're everywhere i feel like <laughs> i feel like this might be a, a little bit like what's that episode of the simpsons where they go to australia Oh um, yeah, and they he brings a frog along, and then it sort of just completely overpopulates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is that story is actually based on a real story, though, isn't it? Because I think it is, that's yeah. uh, cane toads that came over and really damaged the situation. And also, sidebar story: I went to Australia two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, I had some boots on me. Right. Um, this is so unrelated; it's unreal. Uh, <laughs> I had some boots on me that 
So we flew out on the 27th of December, had been the previous day on Boxing Day, had been for a walk to the local pub. Right. We had to walk across a muddy field. So I had, but these boots I'd bought specifically for going to Australia for like hiking in, these boots were covered in mud. I decided not to clean them before we went. Okay, uh, I can see where this only, is going. Yeah, it was only when we were coming into land, about an hour away, maybe two hours away from landing yeah. in Sydney, and they bring around these little cards, and on these cards are like kind of contraband items. Yeah. But yeah, there's certain like food products and particular like cigarettes and you know whatnot uh, like yeah. um and one option yeah, okay. is uh soiled sportswear and ah. uh, yeah i mean I, it took me a second i was like i don't soil my sport all oh, right um, <laughs> <laughs> and so we landed and because because i had ticked that option it took us an extra hour and a half to get through customs wow. because basically my boots were so muddy and we nearly like they didn't send didn't nearly send us back, but I, we got a real telling off, uh, like a real. Wow. He had to clean, he had to clean my boots for me and everything. No so way. guys, I, I, if you're going to Australia, make sure it's clean. Basically, just go in your pants. Don't take anything with you. <laughs> Unless you saw them, but the uh, no. <laughs> so anyway, basically, my garden is a hot, hotbed for toads, nice, uh, and nice. it's really nice just to see a bit of wildlife in a small Whitstable garden. So very good, very cool. Yeah. Um, what's your good news, dude? So I've got a bit of a good news roundup. I haven't done this in a little while. Um, so yeah, we've got some good news headlines from around the world. Uh, we'll start Lovely, off go for it. with a Reef Revival, a bit of a conservation conversation chat. Conservation conversation. Cyclone Winston devastated vital coral colonies um, off Fiji, but five years on, the reefs are alive again, teeming with fish and colour. So that's really good news. Yeah, that's great news. Um, if you're ready to run away from it all, look no further than the quaint town of uh, Lorenzana in Italy, where officials are selling abandoned homes for one dollar. <sighs> Just one. One dollar. You know? So, yeah. I mean, I've got a dollar. Have you got a dollar? We could buy two houses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've probably got the UK equivalent of okay. a dollar. And uh, yeah, we can totally make that work. So that's that's really cool. I'm really into that. So next up, we've got a Turkish school has converted an Airbus A310 plane into a classroom. Students can learn English and programming and also enjoy reading in the plane library. So basically, there's a picture here of like a school. It's got like the main building and stuff. And literally plonked in the middle of the playground is is a is a plane just a, that you'd find in an airport. You're full wings, full engine, the lot. And you can jump on the plane and learn from the plane. And that is absolutely amazing they're so cool just to be able to like oh there's a plane in my school like <laughs> um so, oh, that's really cool so that's really wicked more good news so at 118 years old this is mental at 118 years old kane tanaka the world's oldest living person is preparing to carry the olympic torch this may in japan yes what a legend so, yeah, 118 118 and uh they're gonna carry the olympic torch in may uh oh. for in japan absolutely that's... bonkers that's yeah. That is utterly awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. It's really cool. So to, to be 118 and then still be like, yeah, sure, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll carry a, a naked flame. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, there is no chance that I am getting to that age. No. <laughs> like, I hope that when I'm, you know, the sort of equal amount of oldness as that <laughs> equal amount of oldness, that I will still be like at least on my two feet. Yeah, you know, at least able yeah. to walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, just I can't even sort of quantify. Yeah, that's really cool, isn't it? 
And finally, uh, one last bit of good news. A Vincent van Gogh painting of a Paris street has gone in display for the first time after spending more than 100 years behind closed doors. No way. So I don't actually know where it, I assume it's going to be in the Louvre um, in Paris, but... It might be at the Van Gogh Museum. Yeah. Oh, is it in Paris, did you say? Uh, it's a painting of a Paris street, and I would assume that that's going to be where it would be. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's being displayed for the first time in over a hundred years, and much like many of the famous paintings in the world, it will be everyone crowding around. It's probably a very, very small um, bit of canvas. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But yes, so that's that's really cool in the world of art news. Art news. We have to come up with a jingle for that now. Art news. There you go. <laughs> 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 that's it. Art news. <laughs> And Ben, it's now time for a bit of art news. <laughs> Sounds like a doorbell. <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Awesome. So yeah, Kaz, mate, what a lovely, lovely episode that we've just, just done. And well done for keeping it together whilst also being quite puppy sleep deprived. <laughs> yeah. You've done well. Uh, yeah. Th- I, I, I'm glad you said that because I don't remember this recording whatsoever. We're getting to the end now. <laughs> And, you know when you're sort of hung over and you walk somewhere and then you get to wherever you're walking and you go how did I get here yeah yeah it'll be like yes yeah, what I would call sleep driving you're not actually sleep driving but you just sort of like you're driving and go where's the last 12 miles gone <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the podcast version of that <laughs> I was <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's good. I really enjoyed chatting to Sarah. Um, it's really, I loved. She has some great stories, and I loved um, that project she was doing. Uh, Positive intelligence. Yeah, sounded really cool. Um, really cool. And yeah, I'll have to sort of read a bit more about that. Yeah, no, really good episode, mate. So if you want to go and check out Bride's music, which I implore you to do, it's uh, Sarah's music's brilliant. Um, go and find her all over the place, wherever you can get your music, and it is Bride B R Y D E. And if you want to find her on the social media side of things, it's Bride Official. If you want to find us, get in touch. Uh, you can, it's nice and easy. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at 2 and on Facebook.com forward slash 2 Yes, um, and you can also visit our website, which is www.2ppodcast.com. And you can also email us, and the email address is hello at 2ppodcast.com. <laughs> So please get in touch. We'd love to read uh, all of your messages. And if you're enjoying the show, leave us a review. It really helps us to uh, reach as many people as we can to spread that sweet positivity. Yes, and uh, if you don't want to leave a review, if keyboards are not your thing, then just tell a friend because, as you know, word of mouth is the new YouTube. So there we go. There you go. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much for listening, guys. Peace and love. We've been two peas in the pod. He's been Kez. And he's been Ben P with a big old P. Love it. And we'll uh, see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.